0: Time for the 49ers rush podcast.
1: And
2: here's your host john chapman what is going on faithful the 49ers come on on top it was rough let's just be very very honest ugly game especially in the first half the dominating performance by the defense in the second half we'll break that down steve wilks uh, i'm just telling you right now i am a complete hats off to steve wilks guy i was ready to come out with pitchforks (laughs) after the first half but that dude came out, corrected the ship, we'll talk about that, but as of now, the number one thing that we gotta walk away with, the 49ers are in sole possession of the NFC West. They are atop of the division, they are 1-0 and against the division, with a perfect 2-0 record. Was it as dominating a performance as we would have liked, as we expected? No. But... Way more positives than negatives and still more to work on. This team, as with any team in the NFL, is far from a finished product. Are they a great team? Yes. Are they the best team? Maybe. Do they still have a ways to grow? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Offense, defense, special teams, penalty, mindset, execution. Brock Purdy was incredible today. He left a lot out there. Uh, three gigantic misthrows, two of which would have been walking touchdowns—one to Ayuk, one to Debo, another misthrow to Jawan Jennings—but still an amazing game. Yeah, ninety-three point one passer rating from Brock Purdy—that was incredible. And you know we're gonna get, we're gonna go through, we're gonna do game balls, MVPs, whatever you want to call it. We're gonna get to a lot of your questions. Clayton, the man behind the scenes, he's running it. He'll jump in and out. We're going to go over our predictions, what we hit, what we missed. But let me start off by just saying, sincerely, the faithful, we apologize to you, Mr. Isaiah Oliver. It is very reasonable to say three of the biggest plays of this game, whether that's offense, defense, whatever, at least three of the top six plays were all made by Isaiah Oliver in clutch, clutch situations. Now, the 49ers rolled out early with Ambry Thomas. He was the starter. Uh, Outside, Demo was inside. After the very first drive, um, there was an issue with Samuel Womack's knee. So then Oliver gets his due. He's called up. Demo goes back outside. Demo had a great game. I know he gave up some underneath stuff, but Demo played incredible. Um, Isaiah Oliver, you know, comes out, has a missed tackle. Gives up a first down, and the dude's laying on the ground. All he had to do was touch him. He didn't even do it. Then he goes out and gets a face mask call. That's ridiculous. Injured a dude. Uh, just hands high, right off the line of scrimmage. Can't do that as a corner. Another free first down. And it's just looking like, oh my gosh, this is who Isaiah Oliver is going to be. But then he goes out and makes this incredible tackle to force a fourth and two at midfield. It was the 49ers' first stop. That was in the third quarter. It was the 49ers' first stop. Very next drive. Gets an interception off a tip ball. Was he in great coverage? No. But He sees the moment and got the first turnover of the game. Then, late in the fourth quarter, with two minutes left, the Rams go for it on fourth and one. He freaking blitzes straight through the C-gap, blows up the play, didn't make the tackle, Bosa got the tackle and the tackle for loss. Turnover on downs. And so you could honestly say Isaiah Oliver was responsible for ending not one, not two, but three drives by himself. By himself. And I have not been a fan by any stretch. I went to all the training camps. I went to the preseason, all those things. No, he did not fit. But even today with Samuel Womack out with injury, I got to tell you right now, that dude was making plays on special teams, thumping people. I thought he got injured. He hit somebody so hard. That's what I wanted to see. And if you watch the film breakdown with us this week, this past week, I kept saying 26 don't fit, man. He does not fit the mold, the prototype of what the 49ers want as a, as a defense or an offense. He's not physical. It's not there. He brought it today, man. And so I, I just got to say, I, I am very, very, very impressed with just how they play, with how he played. I, I thought he was awesome. What's up, Tommy? Appreciate the super chat. He says, is the D-line overrated, John? Um, <laughs> how are the Sal- Salamanders 2-0? Now, if we look at just the quarterback hits, we had six quarterback hits. That's pretty damn good. You know, sacks, yeah, that's a problem. We had one sack. We also had a roughing the passer penalty. Bosa pulled two holding calls against him. So it it was funny because, you know, in my notes, if you listen to our preview, I said we'd get three sacks, seven quarterback hits, one interception. Well, we got one sack, we got six quarterback hits, and we got two interceptions. I'll take that all day. I would trade two sacks for a pick. Yeah, I, I prefer the interception. That's just the way that it is. So, you know, the first half was gross, disgusting defensively. They only had three possessions in the, in the first, the Rams. They only touched the ball three times. All three of them were over eight play drives, took the entire time and they scored on every one of them. And it was just like, what the hell is happening? Well, Sometimes you got to make adjustments, and you go in, and you know what? Wilkes, you got to tip your hat to him. L- listen to – listen to – after coming out of the half, okay? And we'll address the first half. I, I'm not trying to pass that off because that needs to be talked about. Let's figure that out. But, you know, I put out there, you know, on Twitter, and I was just saying, this is where the 49ers are going to figure out what the hell Steve Wilkes is made out of. Because as a DC, you put together a plan. But you're reactionary. As a D.C., you're reactionary. You can try to force certain things and whatever else. You have to react to what is given to you, what the offense is trying to do, and you got to take that away. A lot of times that's difficult to do on the sidelines. Once you have time and going through everything, especially with special teams and whatever else, it takes time. So a criticism could be, well, you should have made the adjustment sooner. But listen to the drives after the first half. They go in there, the locker room. He makes all the adjustments. Listen to this. Second half. First 49ers defensive drive. They get their first stop of the game. Isaiah Oliver, the tackle, on third down to force fourth down. Second drive of the game. Interception. Isaiah Oliver. Third drive of the game. Three and out. Bosa drew a hold on that one. Fourth drive of the game. Gave up a field goal. Bimba don't break. Fifth drive of the game. You got the interception. Sixth drive of the game turnover on down seventh drive of the game guess what yep another interception so what else do you want right so it's a tale of two halves right (laughs) it was the best of times it was the worst of times charles dickens that's what should be the thumbnail because it was two it was two different stories is what it was but for them to make the adjustments that everybody wanted and needed I think that's huge. I I really, really do. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, appreciate all the super chats. Let's get to some of these, Clayton. Can you jump up and join us and read a couple of these super chats? Yeah. I'm screaming. So I we gotta we gotta go ahead. Let's start with Devin. Awesome. Well, Devin,
3: first of all, thank you for the super chat, my friend. Uh he writes to us, uh oh, man, Brock lost his two touchdown spree- streak and just a mess with my big brother. That's my <coughs> third round kicker though. keep kicking butt jc
2: so i'll say this brock Purdy played well he should have had that second touchdown he misread the blitz um thank you so much i forgot my water in the lovely miss chapman i was like struggling over here i sent her the bat bat signal and she showed up man. thank you thank you so much um late in the fourth um we were they brought the all-out zero blitz McCaffrey read it correctly because the linebacker blitzed inside you go where he alleviates his position the hook to curl zone Brock threw it out and so that should have been that second touchdown it really should have been but yes I, I think the two touchdown streak ends which hurts but a better streak is He still scored two touchdowns. They just weren't two passing touchdowns. And now the 49ers have scored over 30 points in eight games that Brock Purdy has started, eight out of 11. And that's with the Eagles game in there. So you're talking about somebody that just continually puts up 30 points. And so whenever you're looking at the scoreboard, the Niners won 30 to 23. The over-under was like right at 45. So you eclipse that, but if the Niners' offense is just going to be – their baseline is going to be around 30 points, you could – they just show today. You could have a killer half against the 49ers and score on every single possession. doesn't matter. You're still going to be down multiple scores going into the end of the game because when the defense struggles, the offense picks it up because they have been that consistent so far. So um, – and then we got to talk some Jake Moody. What were your thoughts on Jake Moody, Clayton?
3: Man – I I just remember being at that draft show and the reactions and the vitriol. It was, I think, a little blown out of proportion. And I just got, I got to say, hats off to the guy. I mean, I'm kind of about the same age as him, and I can only imagine getting, finally getting to, like, your big goal, right? Getting to the NFL, you've made it, and then immediately... You go on social media. God, I hope that guy doesn't have social media. And just seeing all of the hate and all of the, just all of the, the naysayers coming out and be like, "How? why would you spend a third-round pick on him? And then that first game when he was missing left and right and all over the place, it's awesome to see him really start to hit his stride here in the beginning of the season. And I think he had a fantastic game, save for that one kick that did go out of bounds on the kickoff there.
2: And this, this is part of being a rookie, is you're going to do some of those things. So first off, the game starts off, or we got the ball first, but we go down, score a touchdown, and then he does the first kickoff for the 49ers. It's through the end zone. It was awesome. I was just like, yay. Like, Mitch Wisnowski should not be kicking off. It should be him, but he was injured. And so it was like, yes, now we don't have to worry about teams getting amazing field position against our defense to start. Then the second kick... Goes out of bounds, they start on the 40-yard line. That That's the equivalent of a 15-yard penalty, uh, similar to what Dre Greenlaw got, right? Like, it just makes a difference. But on the positive side, which is the most important thing, kid nailed a 57-yard field goal at a crucial moment. And so he goes three for three on field goals. He makes every single extra point. And so, yeah, yeah if we could consistently get that type of production from him, that's 12 points. You won by... Seven, if you missed one of those field goals, then you're talking, you know, the Rams could have went for a touchdown to tie the game late. But I do also want to say Sean McVay is a better. He needs to be by, he needs to be investigated by the NFL because that dude kicking a field goal late to cover the spread, 100% chicken shit move. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so uh, that Speaking dude puts some betting, money. Though.
3: Speaking of betting, though, I got another super chat that I want to get to right here. It's from Isaac. He writes, hey, John, thanks for the Jennings bet. And he's given us
2: back uh, your share here, John. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Isaac. Yeah, you know, we put our bets out last week. We went nine for 11. This week, I think we went eight for 11. Um, We did really, really well. So, uh, you know, bets that we hit on 49ers score on the first drive paid Stafford over 33 pass attempts paid Stafford over uh, half an interception paid Juwan Jennings over 14 and a half receiving yards paid CMC over 65 rush yards paid on the second drive. Um, we even did, uh, the over 43 and a half. We got paid on that one. 49ers start fast. Um, you know, we called that and we hit our, our three team teaser. We took 49ers, Seahawks, Ravens, all three of them covered. So yeah, if you bet with us, I haven't figured out what we, you know, the ones we lost, the ones we lost. Cause I want to call those out too. Purdy two touchdowns over that one didn't hit, um, 49ers minus seven. That was a push. So we didn't get paid and we didn't, we didn't lose and Kittle a touchdown. That's what we missed. So uh, we got some. um, We definitely made profit again, which, you know, we're just going to keep charging those up. Now, let me say this, and this is huge. If you haven't joined us for my bookie yet, I don't know what you're thinking because we're posting profits, baby. Uh, That's what we're doing. So real quick word for my bookie because, man, if you haven't started betting with us, make some money. It's more fun. Aaron Rodgers' season is officially over. But yours has just begun with MyBookie, NFL College Ball, brand new cash out system that gives you the best options to win all season long. You hit the first two legs of your parlay, guess what? You can cash out early, place another bet, or let it ride for a bigger payday. Join us the entire season at MyBookie.ag or you can scan the QR code right next to me. The link is in the description of this video and or podcast, however you're watching or listening. But... Right now, MyBookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use promo code 49ERS49ERS on your first deposit of 50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly credited to your MyBookie account. That's 49ERS, that's the promo code, to claim your bonus now. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere. And I mean anywhere. You can bet anywhere. I've lived in California for eight years. Bet anywhere. I mean it. Head over there with... My bookie. All right. Now, one thing that is interesting, and I got completely wrong, I said in our predictions episode that Aaron Donald was going to get his, but you can't let him dominate the game. Now, I don't know if you have checked the box score, but there is somebody's name that did not register a single stat And his name is Aaron Donald. I don't see him on here. He did not show up. He didn't show up. He did absolutely nothing. Not one tackle. Not one tackle for loss. Not a pass to flip. Not a Q quarterback hit. Nothing. So, hat tip, because he was moving all over the place. But Spencer Burford, who had a terrible game last week, he had several snaps against Aaron Donald. No issues whatsoever. So, you know... It's funny because people kept emailing me, what the heck's going on with Nick Bosa? Where's Nick Bosa? Nick Bosa was balling out. He he drew two holding calls. Let me just... I want to make sure I get this right. He drew two holding calls. He had three tackles. He had the tackle for loss on fourth down. He had three quarterback hits. Did he get the sacks? He did not. Did the Niners get pressure earlier? They did not. But when that game came in the second half, Bosa took part on three of those drives in Dean. Um, and again... I know we love sacks. It's our favorite stat in the world, and I want him to have sacks as well. But, but the impact of the game is what's important. Donald didn't impact shit. Nick Bosa, he showed up. Is he, you know, leading for defensive player of the year this year like he is last year? No. He has zero sacks after two games. I don't even think he's, you know, in the top ten of that. What we'll to see. Hopefully something comes down the stretch. But to say Bosa didn't play well, that is incorrect. That is factually incorrect. And if you want to put your money where your mouth is and all that stuff, we break down every single offensive, defensive, special teams play – All three angles of the all-22 end zone, end zone. We do that all week on our Patreon and the 49ers Rush. You can join us over there, Frank Gortier. We watch it all. And this is a short week now. I don't want to look forward just yet. But we're going to have a lot of film out the next couple of days. And that was a big reason why I didn't want to go to L.A. this week because I didn't want to kill the podcast and make the podcast suffer flying back and forth because we play Thursday. It's a short turnaround. And I think that this is going to be paramount for the Niners because, man, Clayton, Tell me if I'm wrong, but the mm. Giants came back and won that damn game today, didn't they?
3: They surely did. They were they down 28-0 yeah. and mm-hmm.
2: came back and won 31-28 over the Cardinals. And yeah, so sure the, the Giants go from looking like the worst team in the NFL to getting a win. Now they're you know coming to us, and yeah, I mean, we'll be favored by a considerable amount. Can you look up, Clayton, mm-hmm. the 49ers-Giants spread? Whenever you yeah. get a chance, because I I'm think that's something I want to see. Um, and I know there's a bunch of comments coming in. We'll get there. Big Papa, my man, the best ever. He says, how much do you think LaFleur being the OC affected his game with the knowledge of Kyle's system and all that stuff? Well, offense was incredible. So if, if you want to talk from you know, LaFleur going against our defense, that's one thing. But him knowing Kyle's system on offense had nothing to do it. I mean, we had 350 yards. I'm going to refresh this. This is going to play a stupid ad, which I hate. Uh, We had 365 yards offense. So that's not top notch or anything. But when you don't turn the ball over and whenever you go three for five in the red zone, which is pretty good, you know, it's not amazing, but it's better than average 60%. You put up points. You put up 30 points, 365 yards. That's a win for your offense. Did you find what the spread is next week?
3: Oh, I surely did. Uh, we're favored by 10 points.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it's a Thursday game, which is weird. You know, they're coming off a red hot. I know Saquon Barkley, I saw like my, he he, he left the game. He was injured. So I, I don't Ready? know what that is. We'll dive into that as we get there. But Clayton, let's, let's go through some more comments. I've got a bunch yeah. of notes here, but I'd rather this conversation be dictated by you guys. So if there's a topic or a player or something that, one stressed you out, or you think needs positive attention, throw that up in the chat. Uh, Clayton will be pulling some of those up, uh, for us right there. Oh, what's up? I'm nobody you need to know. Thank you for the super chat. Nakua did really well against us, yes, he did. Uh, mm-hmm. but 10 to 15 short coral routes in a game is going to get him killed by mid season. He's already getting up half dead. He was injured before he played us, and that dude just got hit and hit and hit and hit. You can tell what the Niners entire plan we had 15 catches 147 yards on 20 um 20 targets he had 20 targets uh, to put that into perspective the 49ers threw the ball 25 times i knew that the rams would have to throw a lot to make this a game they had 55 attempted passes you don't win games like that especially whenever you throw two interceptions um that's that's huge. But yeah, you got to give props to him. The rookie breaking all kinds of records and hope you got him in fantasy. If you do, great. And, you know, I liked him. I, I was pretty high on him coming out of BYU. Um, and, you know, he's Kai Nakua's brother who was with the 49ers in the practice squad, I think, two years ago. Um, so, yeah, that that's. Yeah. Props to him. Props to him. Now, I do want to say. And I think that this is important whenever we're talking about wide receivers. We haven't talked about Ayuk. Yeah. Ayuke went the very first drive, something happened. Neck, shoulder area. There's something around there. Um mm-hmm. Big Papa says Clayton at the appropriate time, any word on Ayuk's injury. Um, so not we'll, we'll, seen keep...
3: anything, but we're watching. Yeah, Uh, we've got some speculation in here. I see a lot of people talking about potentially like a pinched nerve up in the neck or something like that. Of course, we're not doctors, so we're not going to diagnose him right now. But yeah, we'll definitely be looking out for that.
2: We'll we'll keep checking that out. But, uh, you know, I've been in that situation before. It hurts and, you know, it happens and you immediately think like, oh, man, it's all broke. And then after a while, just the sensation relaxes. But if you keep taking hits, it compounds. And so this is an MRI issue. So what they'll do is they'll go in and get an x-ray. The x-ray will probably be negative, but that doesn't show anything, ligament, tissue, nerve damage, or anything like that. Just bones, right? Um, Again, this is my own speculation based on what usually happens in the situation. usually start with the x-ray. That'll be negative. Tomorrow you get an MRI once, you know, everything calms down. That's a longer process. It takes a while to get the results and all those things. And then you'll see from there. But my assumption is he's going to be okay. He's going to be questionable for this week. And so it's how it responds. The fact that he kept going back in over and over again and playing, that's a positive sign. It's a lot more of a pain issue. And if they're swelling to where it limits you from extending your hands up, a lot of times you extend your hands out just fine after those, but lifting up, that is where the pain comes in. So again, speculation, just based on, you know, coaching and playing for so long and being around shoulder and collarbone issues. But, um, the fact that he kept going back in, my assumption is, I bet they got an X-ray at the half, and you know that that's what it is. Um, Ishmael says Warner might be a little hurt. John saw so him grab, uh, yeah, one of the last tackles. I saw Debo do the same thing. It's football, it's football, and so you got to wait and see. And yeah, Warner, that dude is the captain of my captain. Um, oh, you know, we holy. used to always say how Bosa. Was that, you know, he's no longer a captain. The holdout, he didn't get the votes from the teammates. And I'm not trying to throw, like, shade on on him Bosa, but Warner is Warner. Like, that dude runs everything. Bosa's not getting sacks. Guess who got the only sack in the game? Fred freaking Warner. So we'll see. Warner hasn't miss, missed much time. And it would be rough if he is out. There's no doubt about that. Um, but... How do I say this? You look at our schedule, next two weeks, you're home for three straight weeks. All right? It's the homestead. You're at home versus the Giants on Thursday. So any player that's somewhat questionable, you keep them out. That is not a divisional game. It is a conference game. And then they get the long bye week, come back against the Cardinals, then you got the Dallas Cowboys. So if you're ranking those three games' importance, it is – Arizona won divisional game, but Dallas is right there, too, because I think Dallas is probably the next best team in the NFC alongside the Forty. I put Dallas ahead of Philly with how they played. Um, So, like, you've got Dallas and the Cardinals are most important giants way down the ladder. Um, So something to keep an eye on. Injuries are always a thing, and you never want to just, like, you know, oh, you'll be fine, play through it. But I'm telling you right now, if Warner can be out there, that dude is a madman. He is a warrior. It's going to be tough to keep them out. Uh, That's all I'm saying. So Mm -hmm. let's keep these questions.
3: Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Speaking of Thursday,
2: we're going to be there, yeah? We sure as heck are, and I am so excited about this. Here's uh, just a little bit of the details um, here. We're going to be in Blue Lot number one, which now it's only Blue Lot one. They shrunk it. We're going to be right by the Democracy Way exit. And again, go get your tickets 49ersrushroadtrip.com. We're going to be having an awesome time. Um, kid for all kids getting free with the ticketed adult unlimited drinks, beer, liquor, seltzers, uh, waters. We're going to have food, we're going to have competitions, we're going to be doing all kinds of stuff, giving stuff away, having a good time. We got TV set up, we got music. It's going to be a great time. The wifey is going to be out there for this one, what? so yeah, I'm excited about the because she doesn't get to come out on the weekend, she always works. But, um, yeah, if you're around. Come hang out, 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Every home game, we're doing this. But this first one's going to be special because it's the home opener. I know Thursday's rough, um, and if you want to come help out, and let me say this. This is something that I don't do a good job of. We don't do this to make money. It's nice if we make money, but that's not the goal. The goal is community. So if you are financially strapped but you want to hang out, Email me 49ers rush podcast at uh, gmail.com. Come work, come help us, come set up, come cook for us. I need a cook for this week. We got to cook for five out of seven of our tailgates. We're doing brats and dogs and all kinds of fun stuff. So, if you want to run the grill, you want to help with that, man, we would love to have you. So, do not allow finances to be something that keeps you away from the community. I will cover it. That's not what we do. If you have money, we would hope that you support because it costs a lot to throw these big old parties. But, um, Yeah, come set up. Uh, Tailgate opens three and a half hours before kickoff. And so, you know, if you're wanting to set up, be there right when the tailgate's open. That would be huge. And then once we get everything rolling, we'll we'll get going, and food, music, all kinds of stuff is going to be a blast. But, yeah, we got to get set up and get everything ready to go. I take care of everything. I just need awesome people like Matthew and Big Papa and all these great people to show up and party with us. And uh, So, yeah, hopefully that makes sense. Email us if you have any questions or concerns about stuff. But let's get back to the game. Let's do this. Let's 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 talk more stuff.
3: Yeah, we got Flynn here with a nice super chat. Thanks, Flynn. He writes, another Purdy 30. Man, John, we got a top ten quarterback. Feels great, baby.
2: My here's okay. If we look at Brock Purdy, this was not even close to his best game. Not even close. I mean, the misses, and there were there were probably about four or five throws. Yeah, three mi- missed deep balls, minimum. Yeah, you had the one to IU touchdown. You had the third and eight to Jennings, which would have been about a fifteen yarder. Um, completion would have been a first down, was open. Great route by Jennings. And then you had the freaking Debo touchdown. So those three for sure. But here's the difference between Brock Purdy. You know, the local game here, I had Red Zone on one TV, and then I had the local game on the other TV, which was the Raiders and the Bills. Jimmy G came out, you know, and again, I love Jimmy G, but I'm trying to set up where we were in the past to where we are now. Jimmy G goes out there, amazing open drive. He's throwing darts and lasers. It's incredible. Then two more interceptions, teams out of it by halftime. Game was over because of the mistakes and the turnovers. That's why. It's not because Jimmy wasn't making good throws. But now you look at Brock Purdy, how many of the passes he threw today were interceptable balls that were put into jeopardy? The rule is whenever you coach quarterbacks and you're throwing the deep ball, if you're wrong, you're never – if you're long, you're never wrong because look if I'm throwing a deep ball and I overthrow you bummer we got a punt if I underthrow you or lead it too far inside to the safety now that's an interception a whole different ball game so if I had to grade Brock Purdy on this game it's a b plus I mean he went 17 for 25 that's solid 206 yards all right um no touchdown passes no interceptions. That, that's kind of the thing. He did have the rushing touchdown, but he had a 93.1 rating. That's winnable football <coughs> when you have guys like CMC and Debo and all those things. And so was this a great Brock Purdy game? No, it wasn't. But he's not losing it. And I think that's one of the things that separates and makes this team what it is.
3: Yeah, absolutely, John. And I mean, really, you said it when you look at the turnover battle, you win two to 0 you're going to be in a good spot to win the games. And yeah, I mean, Brock's just limiting turnovers. He's making plays, you know, within himself. He's not going making super crazy throws. If he had a couple of those, man, I shudder to think uh, how early I would have turned that game off. Yeah. It would have been over in the third quarter.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean, Steven, I love this comment. If that's a bad Brock Purdy game, if that's the bottom bar... That's fine. You just don't have to lose it. It was very similar. Well, the game flow with how close the game was till the end was similar to the Dallas game. I know the Dallas game was a lot less points, but how close the teams were the whole time was the same. And what did Brock do? He just steady wins the race and he let Dak lose the game and you let Matt Stafford lose the game. And so you don't cost your team. And does that make him a top 10 quarterback? I don't know. But I can tell you this right now. I'm not sure there's 10 quarterbacks I would rather have than Brock Purdy as my quarterback. It's a perfect fit. And I think one of the coolest things ever, right before the half, 49ers are down 10 to 17. They take a couple shots in the end zone, and they don't get in. And there's barely one second left on the clock because Brock hesitated too much and then lobbed it out of bounds on nonchalant that thing was in the air for another half count you you're walking out of that end zone into halftime down seven points points. instead of tied Mm -hmm. but shanahan freaking put on the big boy pants and everybody's like man he needs to be more aggressive needs to be one second left you quarterback sneak it you don't get it you're like that's like that's huge so i gotta say You have Shanahan who trusts his quarterback. And so this allows Shanahan to be Kyle. You invest all this stuff and allow your head coach to have unlimited reign and personnel and coaching and whatever. Now you allow him to be him because you have Brock Purdy. When Trey Lance was back there, he was hesitant. When Jimmy G was back there, he was hesitant. That dude's not hesitant anymore. Like not even a little bit. If you look at, what was it? Here we go. If if you just, I mean, how do you go out there? With what it's it's not a fourth down play, but it sure as hell felt like it with one second because it was it. You either get it or you don't. Yeah. And so I, I think that's huge. Shout out to Daryl in the super chat. He said, "Awesome win today, family. Thanks, JC and crew." Man, first place, baby. If you walk away from this video, which we're not done first place. The 49ers are in sole possession of first place. That's it. So you've got 49ers one, 2 and 0. Then you've got the Rams at 1 and 1. They're 1 and 1 in the division. Then you got Seattle at 1 and 1. They won in overtime. Uh 0 and 1 in the division. And then you got the Cardinals who are 0 and 2. And so pretty much what we thought except we thought the Seahawks would be a little bit higher. Um, we'll see. Their defense is an absolute joke. It's pretty damn hard to win in the NFL without a defense. And, yeah, Chad, 2-0 Road Warriors. It's not like we're just 2-0. You remember everybody telling us how hard it is to go win in Pittsburgh? Nah, wasn't that hard? Oh, you know how hard it is to win on the road in a divisional game? Oh, that's hard. Yeah, I don't know about that. You are 9-0 and against the Rams the last nine regular season games. I understand they won the NFC Championship, but if you put that in there— All right, cool. You're 9-1 and in your last 10 games against Sean McVay, who, in my opinion, is a top-four head coach in the NFL? Pretty damn good. Put it into perspective. And I know a lot of people are going to focus on the defense, and a lot of people are going to focus on the missed throws, and rightfully so. Attention needs to be given to those. But good gosh, if you're not putting attention on first place, 1-0 and in the division, we have now won. Man, I don't know what it was the previous season. Well, I guess we lost the NFC Championship. We're eight and zero in our last eight division games, eight and zero. That is complete domination. I mean, hang your hat on that, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that is huge—a complete NFC West domination—and you just beat what looks like the second best team in the in the NFC West. And the next time you play them, you got a while. Um, it's Week 18. In Santa Clara, January 7th, unless they flex it, we'll be at that one. But let me just tell you this. The Rams' depth is the worst in the entire NFL, and it's not close. It's not close. And so them week two and them week 18, different things. I'm not sure if Stafford's going to be the quarterback there week 18, even if even if he's healthy. Because eh, we'll see. We'll see. But. We'll deal with that when we get there. Let's get to some more comments, Clayton. Oh, Clayton left. That's okay. Pull up. Just pull up whatever you got. I want to make sure we grab these. Thank you so much. His cat jumped on the computer. I saw it, man. That was hilarious. She even did man, the he's super pushing chat. All, he's pushing all sorts of buttons, man. She She lit up the super chat, so she did sub <laughs> right. Roberto, thank you so much. Last second field goal was a non-competitive play. That dude, you got to – that's rough. You can't do that. The rule is – You're down 10 points. As soon as you're in field goal range, you kick the field goal so you can onside kick it, then go for whatever else. That was 100% trying to make himself look better. Um, I guess moral victories are important for people uh, that are Rams fans. I don't know. Don't know what Rams fans look like. Hey, man, shout out to the faithful. Complete red out, which I knew it was going to be. Everybody knew it was going to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at Graham. What's up, eh? Uh, he says, look like it was 80% 49ers fans, but they seem quiet at times. Well, if you've never been to SoFi, they pipe in noise. Um, and so the NFL, you're not allowed to pipe in noise within the 15 seconds of the game clock, but they do the rest of the damn time. And so, I mean, I remember when I went to the Coliseum and saw my first USC game, and they had to pipe in noise. And I was like, what the hell is this? You know, Texas, we don't do that. that That's, you know, that's Bush League stuff. But LA, they do what they got to do. I know some USC people are pissed off right now. But if you got to mic up your band and pump that through the speakers, I'm just telling you right now, that's a red flag area where I come from, man. Um, anyway, hook them go Niners. Magic, that, yeah, come on, enough. man. That's fake. That's Fugazi. Get that noise speaking out of, of here, man.
3: Speaking of grand day, here he is again. Thanks for the super chat. Uh, Purdy's first game with that two touchdowns in the regular season, but he kept his cool and he made the plays he needed to make. I couldn't have said it better myself.
2: I mean, it's just leadership and being calm. The rushing touchdown, that quarterback sneak was huge. Um, I just, you walk away from every single, almost possession, almost throw, and you just feel more confident. And I think Purdy does too. I mean, he was incredible that first half. That was – it was such a clinic. It was Purdy, and it was Stafford back and forth, back and forth. And I don't know, man. You're not turning the ball over. And when you don't turn the ball over, that's huge. And especially when your defense. The defense now has forced four interceptions in back-to-back games. We led the NFL inter- interceptions last year with 20. We were number one. 49ers right now are on pace for what? I don't know, 34? Like, obviously, they're not going to have 34 interceptions. But whenever you're at this clip and you're turning the ball over the way you, you should have, and we probably should have had more. Greenlaw should have had one. Uh, there was another one that was dropped. Mm, Gibson, uh, yeah. Yeah, Gibson should have had one. I, I think that's kind of key. Now, uh, you know, what's crazy is we've been going for a little over 30 minutes here, Clint. We haven't even said Christian McCaffrey's name.
3: No. That dude came out in the first –
2: he's so damn good. Listen to these stats. 20 carries, 116 yards. Average 5.8 per carry. Had that 151-yard touchdown, which was awesome, one touchdown. Then you go through the air, three catches, 19 yards on three targets. That dude averaged over six yards per touch consistently for 23 touches. 23 had 23 touches. All of them were a success. It just, everything just steamrolls. Now, one thing that's crazy to me, Elijah Mitchell didn't even get in the game. He might have been out there on special teams, but it was close the whole time, and Kyle said, nope, I'm running, CMC only. Debo got himself five carries. uh, Brock Purdy had three, so you got the 28 rush attempts, which usually 30 is the number, but when you play clean, That's all that matters. I mean, Debo got a rushing touchdown. Purdy got a rushing touchdown, and so did Christian McCaffrey, of course. I I think that's huge. Um, Now, I do want to talk about penalties Mm -hmm. because this continues to be an issue. Um, Here we go. Hey, John. This is from AJ. What's good? Um, Good win today. Just wondering your opinion about Dre Greenlaw and Juwan Jennings' personal fouls. Look, you get dogs. Dogs are going to be Dogs. And those two guys are exact same on the spectrum. They are physically imposing, violent players that change the course of a game because if you are soft and you play against them, you hate your life for three and a half hours. And Greenlaw made a lot of people hate their lives today. He made a lot of good plays. I personally thought that was a BS call. But, but, Dre Greenlaw will never get the benefit of the doubt because of how violent and how physical he is at all times. The Jawan Jennings, he's getting fined. That dude, he killed a dude on a crackback block, and you saw Kittle on the broadcast for you coaching up. <laughs> like, look, dude, this is what you got to do. You can't do that. And that was a huge penalty. Both those were huge. The Greenlaw one, maybe a coin flip penalty. Shouldn't grab the leg at the end, but I don't know. I, that, that was a little overeager uh by the the refs in my opinion and you saw the person that called the penalty and then the refs talked it seemed like all the refs were like man don't do that don't do that but once the ref throws it you got to stick with it um i greenlaw's not going to get fined joan jenny's getting fined he killed a dude um illegal crackback block you can't put your head in their chest uh on that blindside thing it's just against the rules you can slow down their momentum you can hit them. But he killed that dude. And he got injured. I hope he's okay. That was dirty, dirty, dirty. I like dogs. And I like fight. I don't like what DK Metcalf does. And I don't like what Juwan Jennings did today. Now, it's okay to be that violent all the time. But you got to use your head. Because one, you hurt somebody. There's no place in the game for that. There's a reason why that rule's there. But you could still hit them. You just can't kill them. And you didn't need to kill him. You could just slow down. We would have been in field goal range. And it wouldn't have come down to, you know, what it was. But you pushed them back 15 yards and stopped the clock. That was the thing that pissed me off the most, is you gave them an extra time out with that penalty. So, yeah, it, we got to get smarter with those things. You know, you look at just the penalties in general. Each team had six. They had 57 yards. We had 55. That's too high. You know, three penalties, 25 yards. That's where you want the number to be. Three penalties, 25 yards. Because a lot of those penalties were huge. And you just can't do that crap. So, yeah, it's coaching. You're either coaching or letting it happen. And those things need to be corrected. Those things need to be corrected.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, We got Bobo in here. McVay, such a jerk for that field goal. Man. Poor guy lost 150 bucks because of it, and he's still out here giving us a donation. We appreciate
2: that, man. Thanks Bobo, so we appreciate you, man. Um, I hate that he did that too. I started laughing when he did that. What a freaking cow! I love McVay. I really, really do. I think that he's a hell of a coach. I think he's a good dude. That was Bush League, Bush League. Um, so yeah, it lost some points uh, in the in my respect department right there. That was. If you go for it, if you kick the field goal with, like, 40 seconds left, which they were in range, yeah. then you onside kick it and whatever. Then it makes sense. You're competing. There was no competition in that. That was, I want to feel better about myself. And that's just coward stuff. That's participation trophy stuff. Like, get that shit out. Like, that doesn't belong here. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's bad. And, again, I like McVay. I think he's incredible. That's terrible. <laughs> Look at this, JP. Thank you, man. Yeah. Um, silence of the lambs um yes that is absolutely wonderful um well said man well said and absolutely they played better than everybody expected but so what it's a divisional game, and it's early in the NFL season. You still lost at home. You still had the opposing crowd show up and kick your own fans out. You piped in noise. You chant whose house when you have 20% of the stadium. Your, co- your coach is kicking participation trophies at the end of the game. Matt freaking Stafford looks so flustered at the end of the game. Aaron Donald, your all-franchise ever player, didn't record a freaking stat. Are you kidding me? Hey, congratulations. Your rookie undrafted free agent or fifth round wide receiver had a bunch of catches. Awesome. Take that shit home in your one-on-one record. We'll see you week 18. It's freaking, it's just ridiculous, this franchise. It mirrors the fan base. And not that there aren't good Rams fans. I know they exist. I've never seen them. But it's just like, at some point, you deserve each other, right? We have a coach that goes for it with one second left, before the half that's what we have right we have fan base that travels all the damn time that's what we have we are the faithful who invade your house and take your money every time every Every time single time oh man i even wore i got this new shirt what's up man i'm trying to show it this is my uh, brock birdie blitz shirt from homage which uh I, i gotta say this and you know I'm team nostalgia all the time. Like it's 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 really my favorite thing, um, and they still I cannot believe this. They still have their satin jackets, uh, the starter satin jackets from back in the day. They are still up. So if you want to go grab one of those, I put my order in earlier this week. I can't wait to get mine. The link is in the description of this video and our podcast, so you can go check that out. A whole bunch of Niners gear. It, it's becoming all I wear anymore. It's just homage because it's all Niners. It's nostalgia. It's comfortable. And, man, a starter jacket. Ugh. Anyway, I went on a whole rant last show, so I'm going to try my hardest not to do that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you can check that out in the description of this video and our podcast if you would like to see that. A um, couple other things. Oh, here we go. Uh, I'll let you take this one, Clayton.
3: Yeah, yeah. Bobo, again, he's back. Uh he writes, uh, do you think that today's game shows that we are not really that good, John?
2: No, it, the NFL's hard. And the the 49ers have blown everybody out. You covered the spread today, right? Or well, you hit the spread. It depends yeah. on when you bet. It was six and a half, seven, seven and a half, eight, seven and a half, seven. We got in at seven. Um, so you know that that's what it is. But we won by seven. This is what Vegas said you should do. And we've been spoiled because the Niners have blown everybody out. And no, this is, good teams find ways to win on the road. I don't think people understand how hard it is to win road divisional games. It's not easy. And the Niners went and took care of business. And so are the Niners going to go down in Super Bowl odds or NFC West odds? Or No, it's going to go up. Look across the NFL. Like, who else out there is just putting up dominating performances? Cowboys look pretty damn good. But who have the Cowboys played? We'll find out in week five. We'll see what that looks like. But, I mean, there's just a lot of bad teams. You beat the Jets 30-10. to That is a huge win by the Cowboys. That's a huge win. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. So, you know, I— You want to look across the Eagles? Good Lord, they should have lost that game to the Vikings. They should have lost that game. Five turnovers and almost lost. There's question marks there. Now, is Philly good? Hell yeah, they are. But I think there's three teams in the NFC right now that are competing. Three. Maybe the Falcons. I don't know. Falcons look pretty good. Uh, They're scrappy. Beat us last year. So you always have to look at things in relation to what's your competition. Our competition is the NFC West. We just beat the, time, the team that freaking dog-walked the, the Seahawks the week before, and we know what the Cardinals are. So the question of are we just not that good, we're better than everybody we need to be better than right now. The good news is we're not going into the playoffs right now. We're not a finished product right now. And all the Shanahan always starts slow crowd is somewhat right because this team ramps up. And if we're 2-0 and and still ramping up, Watch out! Chiefs are barely winning games or losing games, right? Like, what what do you want to measure us against? The the Bengals look broken. They look broke, and they've been in what three AFC Championship games in a row, or something like that. Two, maybe two. So, what's our competition? You you got to who you measuring us against? The nineteen ninety four freaking Forty Nine ers. All right. Well, let's have that conversation. Week two or week three or four, maybe in nineteen ninety four against the Eagles. We literally pulled our quarterback because we were getting beat by 30 points. And then we went on to win the Super Bowl. So perfection is not what the Niners are trying to attain. You are trying to win football games, one, improve, and beat your opponents. And the Niners have answered that call not once but twice in back-to-back weeks on the road. So if you would have told me we'd be 2-0 to start, I'm taking that every damn day of the week. And, man, what'd you say? We're favored by 10 points next week, Clayton?
3: Yeah, yeah, 10 points.
2: Damn, that's a lot of points on a short week. Mm -hmm. But uh, I I think I might take it. I don't know. I can't (laughs) wait to watch this week's film, and I can't wait to watch next week's film. Now, if you haven't yet, the number one way to support the show, it's right here, baby. I am so excited to announce our new platform launched, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players you want to see Javon Hargrave what he brings some CMC tape broken down IU Jair Brown we've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes on now you want football 101 you want to learn scheme guess what we've got every single offensive defensive special team snap head over to the 49ersrush.com sign up join the community and plus we got a 7 day free trial so All right. Head over there. If you join the Frank Gore tier, you get all the video breakdowns, the all 22 coaches tape, all that stuff from every play offense, defense, special teams. If you want the bets of the week and you want the Zoom hangouts, we're going to have our first our Zoom hangout this month will be this upcoming Sunday. So a week from today, we play the Giants Thursday. Then we don't have a Niners game Sunday. So we're going to get together and we're going to talk and we're going to reassess how the 49ers are after the first three weeks. All that stuff. That's Jerry Rice tier and above. Uh, So, go check that out. We've got a vibrant community, well over 400 people joining us and supporting the show over there. Um, And we got a seven day free trial. So, go check it out. All right, let's get to a bunch more questions. This is your show. So, uh, let us know what we want to talk about because I got more notes, but I want to hear from you guys first.
3: Yeah. We got Once Upon a Reset. He wants to know who's our game MVP, John. I think I'm taking Isaiah Oliver. He's taking Moody.
2: Yeah, I think Isaiah Oliver, if I'm going player. Um, 100%. I thought that he was great. If I'm going coach, I'm going Steve Wilkes.
3: Easy. Yeah.
2: I, you, you, you go from night to day or day to night, however you want to say that you completely flip the script and you put your players in a position to make plays. And that's what I love. And so I'm going Isaiah Oliver on the offensive side. I think I'm going Debo Samuel. Yeah. One of my favorite things about Debo this year, which not saying he never did it before his adjustments. When the ball is in the air have been unparalleled. That dude is making contested catches fighting back for the ball, just being so aggressive at the catch point. I don't remember seeing that. I really don't. This year has been gigantic. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, David. Thank you. Uh, he says, I'm going Kyle offense was incredible. I think that's huge. Uh, what, I mean yeah, you did pretty damn well. Offensively, this was a pretty damn game. Pretty damn good game. No lie. 30 points. Yeah. You're golden.
3: I think on offense, John, I'd probably I'd probably have to give Christian McCaffrey a shout. I mean, after that 51-yard rush and oh, here comes the cat again. Oh, okay, you you keep going, bro. Keep going. <laughs> All right. But anyways, yeah, after that 51-yard rush, honestly, I felt like he kind of just like was just doing his normal thing. And he ended up with 116 rushing yards and what? 20, about 20 receiving yards. Like that's insane to just be like, oh yeah, you know, he just he just had his normal, you know, he's just doing his thing. He's insane.
2: Yeah, I think too. You remember the Rams? They were the first team to do that five, six man front crap yeah. against us a few years ago. And so they came out the first two drives. Oh, we're just going to run our base defense. We're not going to overload the box. Christian McCaffrey, you know, run up the middle for a touchdown was awesome. The 51-yarder was awesome. Then he came out on that third drive, and they said, nope, load the box. Um, And that's when Kyle Shedden and everything just started throwing the ball. And this was, again, I, I hate going back to this, but this is just where my mind goes. Brock Purdy versus pressure is calm, cool, collected. Our past quarterbacks, not so much. And so that you're trying to fluster the quarterback. Brock doesn't get flustered. Mark Sanchez, who's turning into one of my favorite announcers, which is crazy to say, look at that. Little USC hate earlier, little USC love later. See that? Balance. Um, But he said, like, they were commenting, when is this guy going to be flustered? And they're like, we keep waiting and expecting it. It just hasn't happened. And so, again, Kyle can do Kyle things. And it's totally just chill and just calm, cool, collected. Whereas in the past, and again, you know, I got PTSD watching that Raiders game because it went to the good old, you know, Jimmy G what he does, where he's red hot or he's flustered and panicking and chopping his feet. And just like, ah, we don't have that anymore. There was no point even with Brock Purdy, the good and the bad, of just feeling like, oh man, he's gonna cost us this game. Did he miss opportunities? Yes. Is he twenty three year old? Yes. Has he even started a full season? No. Like, I'm telling you, man, this kid. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it.
3: Yeah, I think anybody who's rooting for the Niners should be excited. Uh, yeah, another I think so player, too. another player that's kind of flying under the radar. Uh, Not that we've been talking about players that have been flying under the radar, but it's Javon Kinlaw, John. He's, for the second week in a row, looked pretty good. Like, I mean, I didn't see, besides that one pass breakup that he had where he batted it down at the line of scrimmage, I didn't see anything super flashy from him. But I don't think we're looking for that 14th overall pick, flashy, crazy highlight reel plays anymore. We just want consistency from him. And he's he's a dude who's so easy to root for, John. So it's been fun to fun to see him having a good se- start to his season here.
2: Yeah, I th- I think you're exactly right. Just consistent pushing things up the middle because when Kenlaw plays well, that means your linebackers are flowing. He got an awesome tip pass. He had two tackles, he had a couple pressures, but he's playing on the correct side of the offensive line the entire time. When you're moving that way, that's good for Kenlaw. So now we're back to back weeks. Is he a game changer? Is he a you know, 14th overall pick, whatever, worth it, You whatever? That conversation does us no good. Does he make the 49ers better when he's on the field? And the answer is yes, especially when you saw the first three drives of this game, super long extended drives, and he was one of those guys that was spelling Hargrave, spelling Armstead, and you didn't see a huge drop down, was it a great game? No. Was it a good game? Yes. I think so. Huge. Dave says Kinlaw's huge. The radar is broken if he's flying under it. Yes. Thank you, Dave. Well said, man. Um, yeah. Well said. Oh, very, very, very good. <laughs> oh, look at this. Uh, I'll let you take this one, Clayton. Yeah. yeah I got excited. Sure. I got excited.
3: I love this guy. Isn't he great? Uh, nobody you need to know, McVeigh. He pulled another stunt like you'd see on the video games, John. He really did.
2: Bush league, baby. <laughs> Bushley, Josh, thank you for the super chat. Really do appreciate that. Um, And uh, I don't know. I I don't want to do that again. Andrew says, the 32 minute drill at the end of the first, calm, cool, collected, looked like a guy with 10 years in the league. It's just, man, how do you not get flustered? And this dude just does not get flustered. And so, and and again, do I want to blow every team out? Yeah, it'd be awesome if the Niners were you know 30 to 10 or 30 to 7 every week that would be great but at some point you need dress rehearsals for the playoffs and there's going to be close games the 49ers are going to lose games let me just tell you all that they're a good team the nfl you lose teams there's you lose to teams and so even if we lost this game today which was a very real possibility at halftime that doesn't mean the sky is falling it's the nfl there are professional teams in a salary cap strapped league that creates balance and parity. So because it was close for a half, that doesn't mean the Niners are, you know, bad or whatever else it's the NFL. And so you're trying to improve. Perfection's not what you're going for. You're going for improvement. You're going for solidarity and cohesiveness as an offense. And I think some major strides were taken today. I really, really do.
3: Yeah. I think so, too. I've Got a good question here from Chad. He's writing to us, uh, Hey, John, I'm curious why Huff's playing more on the back end and they've got Gibson coming up closer to the line of scrimmage. He feels that Huff has more impact near the line of scrimmage. And I think through last year, I, I would probably be inclined to agree with him. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think that they were pretty scared of Tyler Higby and they didn't want Gibson on Higby. And so their whole philosophy seemed to be Huff, if you can take away Tyler Higby, then we'll allow these young pups at well and we'll allow Puka and all them. They'll do their thing. But if, if Stafford can't go to his tight end because you're taking him out of the game, which he did, by the way, um, you know, that that had that one huge deep throw, and Hufunga just knocked the crap out of him and he dropped the ball. Higby had three catches for 12 yards on seven targets. So Hufunga checked that. Check that box. And the NFL is all about, look, there's something open on every play. A defensive scheme can be broke down. I don't care how good it is at any time. McVay, they, he's pretty damn good at what he does. So you, what is it that you're going to take away? And they chose to take away the tight end in the running game, um, which, you know, they rushed 22 times for 89 yards. They should have ran the ball more. I don't know why they yeah. didn't run the ball more. They averaged four yards a rush which is pretty good um, against us. They should ran the ball more. We ran the ball 28 for 159, which is 5.7 yards for three touchdowns. They got one. Um, but yeah, usually I like Hufunga up front closer more, but here's the issue. Hufunga's at his best blitzing. Matt Stafford is the best quarterback in the NFL against the Blitz. That That's where he has made his money. And so I know we weren't getting pressure early, But it was just a matter of time. And in the second half, we got pressures. We did. We got six quarterback hits. We got a sack. We got two picks. We got a tackle for loss like we were playing in their backfield. It just took time to get there. Um, It just took time to get there. It's just what it was. So Now, I will say this. Let's talk negative. Let's bring that one back in a second. I thought this was Charvarius's Ward's worst game since the Chiefs game last year. Uh, they were going right at him. He he had 10 tackles because they just kept throwing it at him. Throwing it. He had a pass deflection early, and then after that, you could tell he was frustrated the whole time. Um, and so I, I don't know. It, it was it was a little rough. I thought Demo played really well, but he gave up some underneath stuff too. I got several DMs like, man, Demo's trash, Demo's trash, and I'm like, whoa, y'all talking about the wrong corner now because he, his are at least contested catches and he is physically fighting the whole time. They were throwing against Ward, and he just gave this huge cushion the whole time. I don't know. I want to see the All-22 because I'm wondering if they just rolled the safety over to, um what's-his-name side, Demo side a little more or something? I don't know. I don't know what it is. The broadcast for you just makes it so difficult to see the back end. That's why the coach's tape is the coach's tape because you can't coach when you can't see the safeties and what they're doing. Um but, yeah, we'll see that. And also, man, Fred Warner, 11 tackles, 7 solo tackles. Fred Warner, 12 tackles, 10 solo tackles with the sack, with the tackle for loss, with the pass defense, with a quarterback hit. Yeah, Warner should get more love than what I I, I think. He definitely should have been talked about in the MVP category as well.
3: Yeah, definitely. Uh, Debster, really appreciate the comment. Uh, she writes, hey, is this a wake-up call for this team? You know, we blow the Steelers away. We barely win against the Rams. Or should we just chalk this up to just a crazy divisional game?
2: Yeah, as a coach, it's pretty simple. As a coach, you use this. When you can walk away with a win and teaching tape, that's what I always call it. Like, there's teaching tape, man. Look at this, Juwan Chinnings. You got to learn. You got to learn right here. Look at this, Charveris Ward. You got to learn here. Uh, Brock Purdy. You got to learn here. So, you got the W, which is your number one goal. But if you're the Niners, you're not walking out of there like, yeah, you got a hard divisional game. That's cool. But you're not happy with what's going on. So, yeah, it's both and. It is a crazy divisional game, but it better be used as a wake-up call. Look at Sin. It better be because yeah. it wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. And, and you left a lot out there. So if you're going to play this way, you might be a 10 and 7 team and 11 and 16. If you stay this level, you're still going to win games because you're that talented. You're that well coached. But there ain't nobody in the 49ers locker room. There's nobody in the chat room right now. There's nobody listening to this, you know, on your morning jog or whenever you download this podcast that wants an 11 and 6 record, that wants a 12 and 5 record. That's not, that's how good this team is. And so, yeah, here's what you say you say, hey, Y'all better check yourself. Y'all bring that soft-ass football like this down. You're going to get upset by the Giants on your home opener. You're going to be embarrassed at home if you play like this to start the first half. So go home. You got one day off. It's a short week. We're going to freaking work our tail ends off this week, and then we're going to take care of our bodies the following week on our mini bye. But if you think you're getting time off and, you know, whatever else, and Pat's on the back, hell no. You don't deserve that. That I think that's the way it's got to be approached. And the good news is you have such a strong veteran leadership. Trent Williams not happy with how this game went. Kittle's not happy. Warner's not happy. Bosa's not happy. You think Bosa's happy he has zero sacks right now? Oh. No.
3: Not a a chance.
2: So there's stuff to work on. There's stuff to correct. It's a wake-up call, but you did get the W against a divisional game, so kind of best of both worlds um you know if i'm I'm bright siding this this guy
3: yeah we'll take it
2: yeah we'll take Take it
3: it for sure uh once upon a reset this is kind of a fun hypothetical john would you take jalen hurts over brock purdy
2: yeah i mean anybody doing like quarterback ranks and all those different things jalen hurts i mean you look at what he got paid and all that stuff um, if they're at the same contracts, I'm taking Brock Purdy on his contract over Jalen Hurts and his contract. So look at that. Pulled a little sneaky one on you there. Uh, I'm, I'm staying with Brock Purdy and that 262 overall pick contract over Jalen Hurts and his contract. Right. You see what I did? Yes. Obviously, yeah. Jalen Hurts <laughs> would be the answer. But um, yeah, I, I pulled a little fast one. Just saying.
3: Uh, here's Bolivar. He Here writes, Hey, if we want to win the Super Bowl, Purdy's got to hit that deep ball. The Miami Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Bills, they can all score a lot of points real quick.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, and so, like, okay, if we just look at the misses, that's one thing. But they weren't all misses. That back shoulder throw to Jawan Jennings in, like, the third or fourth quarter, like, yeah, we could talk about the misses, but there were some hits, too, that were deep balls. So it wasn't like they were all misses. Um, and we saw him hit the back shoulder fade to Ayuk the week before, like, it's not like Brock has never hit those, but yeah, he did leave some out there. This game very easily could have been 37 to 17, which would have made us all feel a lot better, but it wasn't. And so look, if you're Brock Purdy and if you're Brian Greasy, the quarterbacks coach, and if you're Kyle Shanahan, yeah, you bet your ass. You're going to be working those routes. You're Hey, we're putting a premium. It's a short week. We're putting premium on these routes. We got to convert these because when we scheme it open, when a team comes up to stop the run consistently and stop the short mid-game, you got to take advantage. But the thing that's huge to me is he's slinging it. Do you guys not remember when we didn't have a one throw over 20 yards in like four games in a row? That's our past. And so now we have somebody that is at least attempting He's young, he's 23, he'll get there. He'll he'll get there. And so, again, Brock knows what to work on. They know what to work on. It's not like this has been a repeated behavior up to this point. But I love how greedy he is. I love that he's taking those shots. But, yeah, you need to connect on more than just one of four. We'll have to see what the PFF stats say on 20-yard attempts and all that stuff. But I think it's probably one of four or one of five. And so, yeah, you want to jump that up. But he did hit one, and so that was awesome. Shout out, Juwan Jennings! That was freaking
3: crazy catch.
2: Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. So I think, I think we'll get there. Um, I, I really, really do. And so he scored thirty points, guys, on the road. On the road, that's a win. That's a W. Yeah, I want more. I want to be greedy too. Uh, let's get to one or two more questions, Clayton. If yeah. you've got them starred, and then let's bounce out of absolutely. here. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead, take it away, bud.
3: Let's do it. Uh, let's see. Somebody's got to give me a good comment here. Here we go. I've got RTP in here. He's What's up, to Matthew? The Giants. Yeah, He's there we go. The hey, G-men. Thanks for taking care of the division lightweights. We see you. You might want to stay out of the West until Thursday.
2: Wow. Yeah, they're they're in Arizona, and so they were in Arizona. It was a crazy win. I'm sure they're staying all the way over here. But man, that's not fun for them. Back to back road trips, and they're beat up. I'll I'll dive into all the Giants press conferences and stuff, and let you guys know, so you don't have to. But man, yeah, I I really do think not that this is a winnable game. This, yeah, you should mess them up. You really should. I, I think if you look through the first six quarters of the season, I think the Giants were the worst team in the NFL. They didn't score By a point. Far. Yeah, they were down twenty eight nothing to the Cardinals. Came back and won, though, so you got to give them that. They're a little feisty. They are New York. But, yeah, they're not a good team. And we are a good team. They're 1-1. One one. We're 2-0. and oh. They're coming to our house. We're going to party. I'm excited about that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And, yeah, man, this has been fun. Clayton, I want to say thank yeah. you. You know, we're going to be working our rear end off this week because it is a short week. And, again, if you want to come party with us and Tailgate, man, go grab your tickets. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Trip.com. going to be a lot of fun. Um, you want to help out? money's an issue, reach out, email, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. Not that I can, like, let everybody in for free. That's not what's happening. But community over profits any day of the week. That's what it is. So without further ado, Clayton, appreciate you. You're the freaking man. And to everybody else, man, 2-0, first place in the NFC West, a top by yourself, by yourself, like Clayton's cat on his computer. That's going to do it for us today. And until next time, stay strong, faithful.